Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for riding along with us today. You can find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com. Find us on YouTube as well. Thank you for tuning in. You can um, find some some videos that are somewhat new if you have not been to our YouTube channel um, over the last week to 10 days. There are several series that are live on YouTube right now. And we try our best. I think we've done it 100% so far. Anything that is recorded in video format first, we we also do a dual recording for audio that we extract out and put um, on the pathtozion.com website. And so you'll always, if it is a video, you'll always be able to find it in audio only format at the website. And also every audio edition that we record strictly audio for the website is also duplicated on YouTube. And so we're trying to put it on all platforms and if you need to find out more information about how to download the app or how to do this or that or I don't know if you need any kind of technical help we might be able to help you a little bit just let us know and uh, pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com is the place to do it. We just wrapped up a two-part series um, are there any righteous I actually recorded that today earlier today when I'm recording this episode here and we're talking about Genesis chapter 18 and 19 the latter half of 18 and we are examining the the principles and examples that are within Abraham and Lot and the situation that transpired in Sodom and basically, as with any biblical account, there are layers and layers of things for us to glean out of these accounts for our good, for our instruction. And basically, I talk for just over an hour, two 30-minute parts. If you've not listened to it yet, you can find it on YouTube or on path, at pathtozion.com. Are there any righteous meaning? The posture of Abraham's heart was was extremely synonymous with the heart of the father that abraham we know was deemed righteous he by by being a man full of faith by being a man who somehow for ways that we're told and for ways that we don't know he got god's attention and man god said you know what i'm going to start over with this man here I'm going, to, I'm going to create myself a people out of this one man. It's an incredible, incredible idea that began in the heart of the Father. And we see when, when Yahweh God and Abraham are, are talking and they're having this discourse back and forth about what to do with Sodom. Because God initiates talking to Abraham about it. I'm not going to cover the whole thing again, although I wouldn't mind it. And so for an hour we talk about just a few of the layers that maybe you haven't thought of before or have not heard a sermon address about this account of Abraham and Lot and his family and the people of Sodom. I would encourage you to go check it out if you haven't yet, um, especially in light of this age in 2020 and all of the judgments and warnings and 
you know, calling down the judgment of God upon the lying deceivers. Man, let's just be careful. As I'm always saying, this is no new message that started with this political chaos. This is something I've been saying for years that it just so happens is more applicable right here and now than it's ever been, which is, hey, church, humble yourself. Find your place. Pray. Intercede for this nation. All of us. For all people. Intercede. Ask God for mercy. You know, before you start crying out for justice and God is resetting everything and this is an age of exposing the lies. Friends, man, I'm, I'm, I still have not been given a green light to, to talk about this in fullness yet, but I will say this and we'll move on. Man, oh man, do I feel this to the core of my being, man. This is, this is in the marrow of my bones. I feel like as the church and so many Christian American patriot Republicans are crying out, God, expose the lies. Expose the lies. Friends, please be careful because he's going to do what we're asking. And friends, it might be us. It might be you. The lies, the deception, the deceitfulness of man might be in you. It might be in me, so we'd better be ready if we're crying out for that. If we're crying out for his heavy hand of justice to come on the on on humanity, uproot the liars, God. Friends, I'm just saying, what if it's you? What if it's the people you've propped up to be holier than the holiest? What if it's us? We'd better be careful what we're asking the Father to do. It might not play out quite like we want, or we're saying with our own mouths, or like we would wish it would. I'm just saying, but that's for another day. Listen, today I'm going to intertwine some real-life drama into something that God's teaching me and that I'm pretty sure He would like to teach you as well. I am getting construction work done on my home. Back in July, my wife and I finally decided we, we, we got right up to the line of decision. And you know what? We pulled the trigger and we said... We're putting insulation and siding on our house. Now, if you're if you're a wealthy man, eh, not a big deal for you. Doesn't take much caution or, or forethought or or planning or, or anything. Yeah. Just tell me how much when you're done. I realize this isn't applicable for everyone, but for us it was a very big financial deal. A very big decision. And for us, we're always wa- wavering on like we're seeking the Father about like our our permanency wherever we are geographically speaking. God, is this where you have us? Is this is this a home that I'm going to give to my son? Like, God, how how long, if you would tell us, how long will we be here? Well, why would we ask those things? Well, in measure, because I don't want to sink thousands of dollars into a physical residence that I might be leaving in six months. You understand what I'm saying? Well, it'd be an investment and all that. I understand that, but we're not talking about economics. We're talking about just real life. And so when we did that back in July, and here we are middle of November, we put a significant amount of money to us down on this job to be done. Well, of course, it has not happened until mm, not even a week ago they, they showed up to start the job. Now, I will, I will do my best to be a man of discretion and of self-control. 
Uh, my my natural man is is kind of waiting right behind a door for me to push a button and let him out <laughs> towards this matter. Well, why? It is not going well. If if you're a homeowner, if you have, or maybe you own, you know, rental properties or whatever. I don't know your circumstance or experience, but getting a, a reliable, trustworthy, hardworking contractor. That's kind of about as that's about as likely as as finding a marble on the seashore. I mean, you know, it's going to take some time. Might not ever happen. I did my best. We're going to get to this point. Why I'm even bringing this up, but we prayerfully consider, considered who to choose for the job. We had several individuals out, several different companies. Man, how do you choose, right? You don't know who's trustworthy. You don't know who's going to do a good job. All of it costs too much, so you can't really gauge it upon cost. Ah, all right, God. With great waiting and patience and asking you for favor and help and any kind of direction that you would give us, God, we choose this guy. Now, I realize I can hear people already. Golly, Joel. You guys live so heavy and serious. Yeah, we do. It's just how we live. We don't believe in flippant, casual, do whatever you want. Ah, it'll all work out in the end anyway. Living, we just don't do that. So keep that in mind. But it's a big deal for us to, to schedule this job, put a large amount of money down as a deposit. So anyway, this guy and his, his crew, they show up for the first time mere days ago. And... From the outset, I'm just not real impressed. Now, I am, an, I am a perfectionist, admittedly, but God has helped me to really tame that down and have realistic expe expectations and to not just be ridiculous and never satisfied and always wishing something was more or better or different than it is. It's something I've worked on for many years, although still flawed and have issues with it. But that being said... <laughs> I feel like in my reasonable expectations for the for the two and a half days that they've been at my house, which aren't even full days, we're talking maybe eight hours total, I've just not been real pleased with the work, with the quality, with the work ethic, <laughs> with communication, with the sticking to what I committed to pay for, etc. Prime example. We saw a piece of plywood sitting on a trailer that in no way looked brand new. And I'm watching because I'm I'm just how I am. I'm thinking that's probably going to go on our house. My wife said the same thing. And I'm just like, oh, oh man. Here, this is like day three. <laughs> and I'm already, already agitated. So I go out as I'm waiting for it to get put up on the house. Because I'm not going to go and be accusatory I'm not going to be, you know, this guy who's this constant annoyance and being presumptuous. I'm going to wait until it's on my house. Kristen says, all right, they've got it. My wife, <laughs> they've got it, Joel. I think it's going up on the house. Sure enough, I go outside and, and this plywood board that in no way is brand new is going up on my house. And I say, look, man you got to explain to me what's going on here. I said, did this board, is this board what came off of my house when we did the demo part? Oh, no, no, no. This, this came off of a previous job site where we removed a roof off of a house. 
And this is good, strong, seasoned plywood. This is good stuff. Now, I didn't lose it. I didn't get into the flesh and act a fool. I did want to. I did. I wanted to, which I hate to admit, but, you know, I've still got blood in my veins. But I, all I said was, look, man, this isn't okay. That's not okay. I am paying you for new materials. You're putting new materials on my house. Well, did you know that boards are $40 a piece? Right? Look, man, I don't care if they're $4,000 a piece. I have committed to pay you X amount of dollars for this job with these materials that are new, and that's what I'm getting. I'm not being unreasonable. I will save you all the details, not because you wouldn't enjoy them and they would bore you. They would probably make you laugh until you're crying, but I'm not allowed to do that and still be a spiritual, self-controlled man, so I will leave the rest to the side. Now, here's the crux of why in the world I'm even bringing this up. <laughs> oh, I, I want so bad to explain all these other things that are so hilarious that happen when you're dealing with other people in the world of contractors, but I'm not going to do it. Show restraint. Show restraint. Okay, moving on. I can do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything came rushing to the forefront of my brain to talk about these hilarious things about how mistreated I'm being I'm being mistreated on this job so anyway I've got, I've got to I've got to focus all right we're gonna move I promise okay so why would I bring this up okay so as I already alluded to we prayed about this choosing this guy we prayed about it I'm not going to say, you know, the Lord gave me a chapter and a verse or I dreamt about him one morning and the Lord illuminated his face and said, he is the one. We're not talking ridiculous now. This is real life. But I felt peaceful about this guy. Okay, we'll do this. I, I, I know we're going to do this. I'm I have to choose someone. I'm going to choose this individual and prayerfully hope for the best. So that comes to pass. They show up, like I've already said. Start the job. It's not going well. Well, <laughs> they they show up at 11 and they leave at 2.30. And this was yesterday and it makes me very upset. I'm, I'm not happy at all. I left for a mere couple hours and I come home and they're already gone at 2.30 in the afternoon. I'm not real happy, admittedly. But then... Um, they are supposed to have some have someone come back to put the siding underneath our house in our basement because it's very cold here last night, mid-20s. And so I understand they wanted the, the siding to be flexible and still be, you know, able to put up and hang correctly. I get that. That's fine. I made room for them in the basement. So I get home and it's still sitting out. I text the guy, are y'all coming back? Long story short, yeah, my guys are coming to do that. Well, they didn't do that. So my wife and I carry insanely heavy boxes of siding to our basement at 9 o'clock at night, <laughs> prepared for them to be able to come and work today because I knew we both said, look, if they think this siding got left out, they won't come to work tomorrow. And so I let him know when he texted me this morning, we put, we put the siding in the house. It's ready to go. Well, it's too cold today. We're not coming. And... Oh, man, I didn't do too well in my imagination. Thankfully, nothing came out of my mouth, but my imagination was not doing very well towards this guy. 
And so my wife and I started talking as I just literally out of my mouth, I started surrendering my, my emotions to the Father. I need help, Lord. Now, see, people need to know that this is real life for someone. Real life confession, right? We're not superhuman. I don't care who you listen to, who you read, who you watch that wants to say, man, I hear the word of the Lord right now so clear. It's like he's sitting in my car and you better buckle up and receive it because boy, oh boy, do I know him perfectly. No, we don't. Don't, don't, don't entertain people like that. Find someone who's willing to say, hey, I've got some issues here, but I do know the Father. I do hear him. So in that moment this morning, I just started saying, God, I give you my emotions. I'm angry. I'm upset. I feel wronged. This is the story of my life. Because I'm dependent upon you, because I'm not pushy, because I'm not bossy, because I'm not going to stand up and demand and defend myself and get my way, I get taken advantage of. Father, please, am I doing something wrong? Help me. But in this moment, first and foremost, I need your peace that passes my understanding because I'm just upset. This just isn't fair, right? And as I said that, and as I in, literally, in seconds of my emotions really ramping up, Father, I will, not, I will not bad talk this man. I will not think poorly of him the best I know how. I'm not going to stand a judgment up against him. God, I surrender my thoughts. Yeshua, I, I'm asking you to sift out my, my thoughts and my intentions. I give you my thoughts. I submit them. I submit them. And in, in, in doing so, I really felt the Father say something to me and remind me of something that I already knew was true, but was very front and center this morning in this situation, which was this. Joel, did you trust me when you had that peace to have this man do the job? Did you pray? Did you ask me? Did you wait? Did you ask for wisdom? Did you ask for my counsel? Did you ask for something just beyond your, your natural vantage point to arrive at this decision? Yes, Father, I did. Yes, on all accounts, yes. Then why don't you just rest in the fact that I have led you to this place for a reason? To do something in you, yes, absolute sure thing, meaning me, myself. Maybe in this man, maybe in my wife, maybe in my son, maybe in one of the workers who comes out. I don't know. Maybe it's yet to be found out, yet to be discovered. But I know for certain already for me. And why I, why I say that right now is this. And man, I'm telling you, I'm trying, I'm not just trying, I'm for the most part completely staying out of this political ridiculousness. But friends, listen to what I'm saying to insert a principle of life into every single facet of everything that we do and give ourselves to and think on. So many Christian Americans right now, the church for the most part, Republicans, they're so full of angst right now. They're so full of just emotion. And I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be, I'm going to risk sounding prideful. I'm going to just risk that. If you, don't, if you don't hear my heart and my intention, then what can I do? I can't prove myself. But take as an example what I did this morning, Christian Church, and apply it to your life today. 
Did you pray for this election? Did you seek the Father? Did you wait and listen for His instruction? Did you vote the way He told you to vote? Did you pursue Him the way He was prompting you to pursue Him? Did you listen for His direction, His leading, His guidance, His counsel? (laughs) Did you move, act, and believe in faith for something beyond your own opinion, your own vantage point? Because if you did now, now you need to pause and ask those questions first and even see if you did those things. But if you can think that through and actually honestly say yes, then why are you in such turmoil? If you in fact did those things, now I would say in many cases, you didn't do those things. Church, you did not do those things. You did what you wanted, what you thought best, and what you will gain the most from. The church won't admit that. They won't say that right now. I believe they're going to one day, but this isn't the hour for them to do it. They're still walking in arrogance, pride, boastfulness, haughtiness. But the hour will come when the church has to go down to her knees, lift up her arms and say, you know what, God, I quit. I literally will depend upon you alone, not my own strength, ability, and wisdom. I don't know anything, God, help me. That's the church's best hope right there. But it's not yet. It's not today. They're not ready. They need more. They need they need more disappointment. They need more denial of their will. You know what? Just like me. Just like me with this situation with my house. Apparently, God the Father is looking down at me, a son, and saying, You know what, Joel? You still need more. You need more of unfairness. You need more of wrongdoing. You need more mistreatment. Why? To make you more like my son. To make you more like the suffering servant, Yeshua, Messiah, the King. You need more, son. So be careful with your grumbling, Joel. Be careful grumbling, church. I'm telling you, this is a... If you want to hear the prophetic word of the Lord, I would, I would in humility, come down... To, to the floor and look up at you and submit this on a platter. I, I push it out on the floor beside you and say, would you at least consider seeing this and looking at this? Will you quit listening to all the prophetic words that talk about how God has to bless you and don't you dare turn loose until he blesses you? You know the Bible verses. And will you hit your your knees and hit your face and say, Oh God, I don't deserve any good apart from you. I don't deserve anything. I don't deserve fairness. I don't deserve awesome, wonderful treatment by other people. I don't deserve fairness. We're not in kindergarten. I deserve whatever you bring to me, oh great perfect father. What do you want out of this situation? I'm going to stop complaining and stomping my feet like I'm a six-year-old throwing a tantrum, which I could have easily done today. Easily. Instead, I stop, I quiet my mouth, and I say, Father, help me. I'm not seeing the way you see I'm not thinking about this the way you think about it, Yeshua. Help me, please, right now. I'm full of emotion. I'm full of angst. 
I'm just downright ticked off, God, and I know it's not right. Help me. Help me to see things the way you see them, Father, from your perfect, perfect, perfect heavenly perspective. I want to see as you see. I don't want to go based upon what's fair and what I feel. So, friends, take this silly little mundane example and would you at least consider allowing it being a deep spiritual truth of substance for your life that might actually shake you awake and make you ask some questions man is this really about the 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 will of the father advancing on the earth or is it just about me is it just about making me and this nation great again Or is it really, really, really about the will of the Father? I'm telling you, the church has got to ask these questions. The church has to ask this question. Check our motives. Check our hearts. Make sure there's no wicked way in us that's prideful, arrogant, haughty, and demanding we get treated fairly, God. Because guess what? The perfect father might be saying, you know, child, this is what you need. This is what you need to make you more in my image. Because I am saying, be holy as I am holy. And that is going to cost you your comforts and everything you wish was the way that you wanted it to be. You've been listening to the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way. It is not easy. We've got a lot of baggage, but we've got to shake it off. Now's the time to do it, church. Will you do it today? Whatever it looks like for you, will you do it? I pray that you will. If you need help, text us. How would you text us? I'm not giving you my phone number. Email us at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Message us there. I'll pray with you, man. I'll pray. We'll come to where you are if we can. Let us know you're out there. I think the remnant narrow way is getting smaller and smaller with each passing second. I've got to make sure I'm in. Thank you for listening. Check us out at pathdesign.com. Amen.